Welcome to Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. Happy Monday. Is it happy? I don't know. We'll get into that, uh, of course, today. We've got a lot to get into as far as the devastating impact of Joe Biden's open border policy and the bipartisan border bill. Those of you who are listening on audio podcast, I definitely used air quotes for bipartisan border bill. All right. Do not let these swamp creatures fool you. This deal is beyond bad. Quite frankly, anyone who votes for it should be voted out of the Republican caucus. Well, voted out of office for sure, but they definitely should not be allowed to categorize themselves as a conservative or Republican. So yesterday, the Senate revealed this bill that's been months in the making. It's 370 pages, $118 billion Emergency National Security Supplemental Appropriations Act. It gives, let me break it down for you. It gives $60 billion to Ukraine, which, by the way, I kid you not, is addressed at the very top of the bill. The very top of the bill is Ukraine. Ukraine is the number one priority, even though the bill is called Emergency National Security Act. I get it's for the wrong nation, I guess, is what they it's an emergency national security act for Ukraine. And then America gets like scraps. All right. So it's the 60 billion to Ukraine, 14 billion dollars to Israel, 10 billion dollars to Gaza and West Bank, and oh, by the way, more for Ukraine for what they are calling, they're all lumping that into humanitarian assistance. And by the way, don't worry, as with other money that's gone to Gaza and the West Bank for humanitarian assistance, I'm sure that money won't fall into the hands of terrorists. I'm sure it's definitely going to be used only for humanitarian assistance. And I'm sure that we have, uh, you know, measures of actually seeing where that money goes once we sign the check. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm not done. $4.83 billion to support key regional partners in the Indo-Pacific to deter Chinese government aggression. $2.4 billion to support U.S. Central Command operations in the Red Sea. $2.33 billion for displaced refugees, including Ukrainians. All right, the list goes on. $400 million for the nonprofit security grant program to help nonprofits make security enhancements. And now that we're at nearly $100 billion with all of these other pet projects, it throws $20 billion at our own southern border. Now, not to actually close it, not to actually enforce the fact that there's a border, just for more processors, things of that nature. Uh, And when we talk about this bill, I want you to pay very close attention to who is in favor of it, who supports it, who's cheerleading for this to happen. Joe Biden, the communist in chief, Joe Biden is thrilled. Open borders Biden Very thrilled about the uh, idea of this proposal actually passing, which it won't, but we'll get to that. Who else is thrilled? Radical leftist Senator Chris Murphy. I want to I want to read some of the tweets that he uh, was posting last night. 
once this was released, he boasted on Twitter that the bill provides what he calls a quicker, fairer asylum process. No more 10-year wait, claims processed in a non-detained, non-adversarial way in six months. A slightly higher asylum screening standard at the border. Also, no more waiting for work permits. Most asylum seekers can work immediately. Non-detained and immediate work. Does that sound like a conservative bill to you? He goes on, a brand new right to legal representation for all immigrants. Remember when Trump denied lawyers, uh, denied lawyers for young uh, unaccompanied minors to victims of the Muslim ban? Never again. And the first ever government paid for lawyers for young unaccompanied minors, a longstanding injustice righted. You do realize when he says government paid for lawyers, that's you. That's that's not that's not like big daddy government who just has their money that uh, didn't come from you, that they're giving away to all of these immigrants coming through the borders, whether or not they should get a lawyer, whether or not they do have a right to be here. You're going to pay for it anyway. He goes on a requirement for the president to funnel asylum claims to the land ports of entry when more than 5,000 people cross a day. The border never closes, but claims must be processed at the ports. This allows for a more orderly, humane asylum processing system. So they're admitting it will be open. By the way, the border never closes, according to Chris Murphy. The border never closes. It's just that when we get to more than 5,000 people who are crossing a day, we'll actually, I don't know, do something about it. That still is, what, 1.8 million illegal immigrants per year that we're still just inviting to come into our country. They just would, would need to be quicker about it. Maybe enter in the morning rather than the evening so you have a better chance of getting there before that 5,000 people cut off. He goes on. But... Important checks on that power. It can only be used for a limited number of days per year. It sunsets in three years. Emergency cases that show up in between the ports still need to be accepted. The ports must process a minimum of 1,400 claims a day. So what he's saying there is that they are making sure that Joe Biden can't abuse closing that he can't. Listen. There are very, very important restrictions on Joe Biden's ability to close the border, except the border never closes because I already told you that. He said you can't reduce arrivals at the border without allowing for more legal immigration. So more visas. Yay. 50,000 extra employment and family reunification visas each year for the next five years and a brand new visa category to allow non-citizens to visit family in the U in the U.S. Does this sound bipartisan to you? It doesn't to me. It sounds like the, the left's dream. They keep touting the term bipartisan as if that means anything anymore when it comes to the uniparty. But let's be clear here. This bill is America last. As evidenced by the fact that Ukraine is first, OK, on the freaking bill. I want to read a little fact check here from Congressman Dan Bishop of North Carolina, who uh, I would just say he brought the receipts. OK, he mentions America last Ukraine first from the D.C. swamp. Literally, their priorities are clear, as shown in the first section of the bill summary. He goes on. Ah, uh, yes. 
provides receipts again. Exactly the solution the American people have been crying out for, implementing de-escalation techniques in ICE dealings with illegal aliens. And then lists the part of the bill where they talk about making sure that ICE engages in de-escalation techniques. Just what everyone's clamoring for. ICE being nicer. They, they're going to give them a little pet on the head before they send them right on through. Uh, he goes on. Explicit approval for catch and release from the bill itself. Aliens referred for proceedings under this section shall be released from physical custody and processed in accordance with the procedures described in this section. And uh, here you have the ban for readmission rather than being forever. It's just one year. It's just it it would just be one year that uh, these illegals, when they enter illegally and uh, they get removed They just have to wait 365 days. And then the U.S. is like, come on back, mark it on the calendar, and then you can count down from there. Stephen Miller pointed out the bill would allow Alejandro Mayorkas, the very same Alejandro Mayorkas who has purposely opened the floodgates at the border, that man would be able to directly grant illegals asylum in a new process, which, of course, would give them welfare access, green cards, and a path to full voting citizenship. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. The great replacement theory is just a big old conspiracy, right? In addition to that, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton also pointed out, uh, in addition to encouraging nearly two million illegal aliens annually to enter the country, paying out over one billion dollars to the toxic NGOs that settle illegal immigrants all over the nation, empowering Mayorkas to abuse the asylum process on his arbitrary whim and ending catch and release. This bill that gives Biden and Mayorkas everything that they want does something far more sinister. It requires that legal challenges to these provisions be heard of course, by D.C. courts. They know exactly what they're doing. Texas has been unable, uh, Texas has been able to create major showdowns to Biden's open borders doctrine because our constitutional system allows us to sue the federal government in fair venues. But what this would do would be to prevent this Texas AG, all, all other state AGs, from acting as a check on the federal government's tyrannical abuses of power. Because where is the case going to go? To the highly partisan courts in D.C. That's what this bill is. That's what this bill intends. Now, I will say House Speaker Mike Johnson did already say that this proposal would be dead on arrival if it reaches the House. But the fact that these people... James Lankford, Kirsten Cinema, Chuck Schumer is out there parading it around that these people think that this is at all representative of what the American people want. These people do not deserve to represent you. I'm going to show you one more here. Steve Scalise, Representative Steve Scalise, said, let me be clear, the Senate border bill will not receive a vote in the House. Here's what the people pushing this deal aren't telling you. It accepts 5,000 illegal immigrants a day and gives automatic work permits to asylum recipients, a magnet for more illegal immigration. And that's what these people look. Don't think for one second that these people pushing this, that James Lankford and everyone else pushing this don't understand that this is a magnet for illegal immigration. It's just going to be uh, the, the timing of it all. They're just going to rush there in the morning so they can get there before the cutoff. And they're going to do it every single day, or at least they would if this thing passed. It sounds like it won't. But what Republicans need to do if they have any balls at all left is not just reject this, reject it with an alternative. Reject it with a clean alternative. Give them back 
say, no, we're not going to do this. You are not going to tie our security at the southern border to Ukraine. You don't get to do that. You're not going to tie our security, our sovereignty of our nation. You aren't going to tie that to any other country. No, the answer is no. But here is a clean bill. And it's not going to focus on letting 5,000 people in per day. It's going to focus on actually getting serious about the enforcement of the border because you're, you're admitting you can do it. You're admitting you can do it. 5,000, cut off. Suddenly, the gates come closing down. We're closed for today. Come back tomorrow. The earlier, the better. You're admitting that you can do it. You just don't want to. So here, if you're serious about border security and you're serious about the emergency that the national security uh, is, the, the national security threats that exist right now, the emergency that exists right now, you guys will come to the table on this bill and make them answer for why they won't sign off on a bill that is purely border security rather than pretending it's our border security and giving far more money to three times the amount of money to Ukraine's security. Why don't you guys do that? All right. Um, more to come. I want to uh, invite my panel to the table to talk more border and the insane programs that cities around the country are now engaging in to once again create more magnets for these people to come right on through. And why wouldn't they? Because they're getting handed your taxpayer money. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Preborn. So uh, Preborn is like my favorite organization to work with because what they do is they are they are uh, putting themselves out there, their network of clinics, they are putting themselves often right next to places like Planned Parenthoods and they are actually inviting these women who are scared, they're seeking an abortion, they are being lied to by the left, they're being told that's there's just a clump of cells in your body, don't worry, it's just, it's more like a parasite it's okay if you just get rid of it well they're being lied to by places like Pan Planned Parenthood, what Preborn's network of clinics does is they invite these women in to see the truth, which is, of course, what we all know. That's your baby. It's not just a clump of cells. That is your baby inside you. And you are its mother. And it's depending on you for survival. And once they, they see the baby on the ultrasound, they hear that heartbeat, they're actually double uh, likely to choose life. It doubles the chance at the baby's life. $28 is the cost of an ultrasound. So if you have any money to spare, I suggest, please, this is a, an amazing organization to donate to, and you literally could be saving babies' lives. I can't think of anything better. You can go to preborn.com slash Sarah. Make your donation there. Remember, it's just $28 a month. You could save a baby a month. If you go to preborn.com slash Sarah, remember, there's no H in that. It's just an unnecessary letter. It is preborn.com slash Sarah. Welcome uh, to the show, two gentlemen who I don't, they just were out of town my first, the full first week. And I'm going to be honest, I felt very personally attacked by that. We have Jakub Buyans, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line, along with Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, who was at the border. And we tried to have Jason on on Friday. Um, and I was told that he was too busy for me. So we wanted to do a 
like a, a stand up with you on the border with all this craziness going on. You were were um, with the trucker convoy, I believe. Yeah, we, we we embedded with them on like Wednesday and drove a thousand miles. I love that Jason says embedded. It sounds cooler, right? Listen, when, I was, <laughs> when I'm at the border, I give you exclusives. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. And Jason just, was like, mm, I was on a I'm different busy. continent last week. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what Jason's excuse. <laughs> well, it was nuts. It was like it was like six a.m. to like ten p.m. every single night. It was nuts. But oh my gosh, yeah, the stuff it? that we saw—pretty nuts. The trucker convoy was nothing what it's made out to be in the media at all. Yeah. Um, I think I could say that without giving too much away of what we're going to do in the doc. But I mean, it was basically like a traveling revival, really. But the media was like, oh, you know, Christian nationalists and all that stuff. And I don't think any of them even bothered to talk to the people that were on the convoy. Mm -hmm. I went straight up to them, including the organizers. And I talked to everyone. And I was like, what do you think about this Christian nationalism stuff? You know, like, what is it? And they're like, uh, I don't even really know what that is. And I had to clarify. It's like, oh, well, they think that, you know, you don't like the Constitution. And, you know, you, uh, you, know, you want to turn it into a theocracy or something like that. And they were like, what? Like we pass out pocket constitutions at all these rallies. Like every single truck and RV has a picture of the constitution on the trucker RV. It's yeah. it's kind of ludicrous, but yeah, uh, the convoy was. It, it was cool to see so many people come together. Yeah, and they're actually they actually are like spreading the gospel as they're going. So it was like a prayer at every stop. Um, that's front and center. They were like very adamant about keeping, you know, agitators or protesters out or anyone that was like preaching hate to keep them out. Like even people that would like you know agree with them on like the need to secure the border, mm -hmm. but if they sounded hateful, they would expel them from the group. Well, I'm sure that they, um, it was understood that how badly it would be twisted if yeah. there was any sort of oh, yeah. nastiness that was recorded on film, and then the whole lot of them were going to be called all sorts of things. So I am I'm also sure that they were very vigilant for you know any sort of FBI fed boys. Also embedded to use your oh, term yeah. in their uh, no in their doubt. group. Yeah, and, and and you know they knew there was a microscope on them. Mm -hmm. um, but but I'm excited for people to see what my team and I have been seeing for 18 months, Jason, through your eyes, and just we'll leave it at that. To what's real and what's not. You know, I'm excited. Uh, thankful you guys did that. I want to play. I think we have a clip of uh, some of this trucker convoy being asked on, you know, how many illegal immigrants should be allowed into the country each day. And I want to play some of their answers. What do you think is the appropriate number of illegal aliens that the U.S. government should be allowing to cross the border daily? What's the appropriate number? I'd say zero. 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 Do you understand what the word illegal means? I do. Okay. <laughs> we have a process set up for that. We have checkpoints at the Texas border, the Arizona border, the New Mexico border, California. We have a system set up to legally process people. We got veterans dying in the streets. It's got so bad that it's medieval times in San Francisco and people pooping in the street. They got maps to show how horrible it is. Our homeless situation is way out of control and it's only been worsened by the illegal aliens pouring here under the Biden administration. How many murderers should be allowed to do what they do daily? Zero. So easy. Even the average American understands this, but somehow Washington, D.C. and the elites on the Hill don't understand. We don't want you don't know. We don't need 5,000 per day before you're actually going to enforce the laws that are already on the books. We don't need that. It's just no. The answer is just zero. It's just no. 
Can I say, I talked to many of those same people. I saw that reporter too out there. Is she, was she a, is she a reporter or was she just like a like an influencer? I'm uh, not sure, but I, I uh, saw yeah, her talking sure. to a lot of those people. But it's what's crazy is, you know, like, let's say like the, the, the uh, Canadian trucker convoy was probably the most famous. But not a single mainstream media reporter you could tell actually went and at, talked to people like that. Just to say, what? Why are you here? Right. You know, like, what are you afraid of? Like, you know, what's happening? No one bothers to do that, and that was something we were very conscious on. This just get to know them, and when you talk to them, they're very matter of fact. Yeah. It's so refreshing to get, you know, just like a common sense. Yeah. Like, well, this is how it is, right. and it's it's so common sense that at first you're taken aback and you're confused. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like it's really not that complicated. Yeah. The lady who answered, uh, "Do you know what illegal, illegal means?" means? <laughs> <laughs> Look, mainstream won't go, and they and they're there. You'll see, they're there, but they don't go. They they're they chasing a narrative. They yes. self-contain. Yes. Let's put it that way. They self-contain. They're there, but they because that you can't control an impromptu, ad hoc interview like that. The person's gonna say what they're gonna say, and you can't prep them. And they know what's gonna come out of their mouths. They know exactly when they post that question. What ninety-nine percent of this country will say is. It's illegal. No, they shouldn't come. No, they can't come. Yes, deport, et cetera. And so they don't. And, and, and it just shows you again the concerning factor here. Let's go post, let's go post 2025 you know, inauguration, which I believe is President Trump, right? Go post that. There is a psychological reset that has to happen in this country. You don't just reset that by just putting a guy in the White House. America falls for smoke and mirrors every single day. This nation, you do. I was literally just at the British Parliament last week. And I'm telling you, they are not as easily duped as Americans. I'm talking about talking to cabbies and black taxi and yellow taxi and, and ushers and bellhops. They are not as easily duped. They're saying things Americans don't say about America. Mm. Why are we so easily duped? Mm -hmm. by leadership and by news. We're on the teat in this country. I think more than any other nation, we're easily deceived. And that's why I, I will be fascinated to see um, how the average American views the rejection of this border deal, because, you know, the Democrats, along with, I guess, a couple slimy Republicans are very good at calling something, naming the bill, naming a proposal, something that sounds like it's addressing an issue. And then it just goes on to not address the issue, as evidenced by the 60 billion dollars uh, in total that they want to give what is it, 110 billion total in the bill, 60 of that goes directly to Ukraine. I think it's $118 billion, 60 billion directly to Ukraine, the 10, 10 billion to Gaza, West Bank, all these humanitarian, I mean, the list goes on. And so it will be interesting to see how many Americans are awake enough to go, no, you, call, you can call it whatever the hell you want. You can call it a border security bill. It's not. You, you can call it an emergency national security bill. It's not because if you like the, the, the simple fact that you would tie any other country to this bill and claim that you care that much about our own security, it, like the, those two things do not intersect. If you care that much about the, our national security and you think that it's an emergency, you wouldn't bother linking it with any other country. The American... The average American, okay, low income, middle income, upper income, fr from, from the homeless guy on the street to the billionaire is being exploited for the sake of the rest of the world financially. We are being 
financially raped in this country. Mm-hmm. We're lied to around every nook and cranny. You're going to hold Americans ransom right. for their own security. The same week, mind you, when news comes out that Ukrainian officials are siphoning money off. The same week when there's potential prosecution happening in the World Tribunal for a, a Ukrainian politicians taking back pay. From the American 200 billion that we've sent them, that same week we're going to pass a bill to say send more. This is what I'm talking about. We're being fleeced. It's it's. Yes. This is a hard line in the sand. The answer is no. Right. Not no with conditions. Right. right. Not no with negotiation. And it's no to all of it. It's no to China. It's no to money to the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. It's no to the open border. It. The answer is no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And exactly. this, and just looking at the immigration part of this bill, um, which is more like just a war bill. It's not an immigration bill; it's a war bill. Um, but if you just look at the immigration stuff, it has it's from the subsidies to sanctuary cities mm-hmm. to NGOs that are already engaged in like illegal activity. Um, no side has any kind of interest in actually solving. This issue. So the media, which is predominantly left wing, they're going to use whatever they can to say any kind of opposition to what's going on right now is right wing. Like not only that, but radical right wing. Yeah, I I read MAGA. Or yeah, which that's what that means too. Like the greatest threat to our democracy, exactly. Ever, but they're going to call us Christian nationals. They're going to call us, you know, far right or whatever. That's what they do in Europe all the time too. If you have a, if you voice any kind of opposition to unfettered immigration, you are far right. And then you are branded, you know, persona non grata. You can't post on social media, whatever. You can't let your voice be heard. The left looks to expand their voter base. That's what it's all about. That's why they're going full fledged you know, full, you know, uh, steam ahead. The right also has a, has something to gain here. You know, basically a big photo op. Yeah. Fundraising. It it looks great. Like we are, we're the ones that are, you know, about law and order and all that stuff. Well, are you, well, what happens when this issue is actually solved? You can't say that anymore. So it kind of behooves one side to let this go. The other side, yes, to let it go because we're gaining, you know, a voter base off of it. When will it, they have no actual, Hard stance on solving Sarah it. Just they just don't. It. Sarah just nailed it. Sarah just drove a nail into the GOP coffin. We raise money on disaster. We raise billions of money, and then we do zero. Nothing. We have run four presidential, three presidential campaigns on Obamacare, and we've done zilts yeah. on Obamacare. We run hard, and we raise money, and their money is being raised. I can name the organizations for you right now that are raising 50, 60, 100 million Right, and their record of actually doing something, like in this city in Dallas, Money City is zero. Yeah. We're exploiting the opportunity as much, maybe not as much as the other, but we're also complicit here. The answer is no. It's stop all of it yes. and fix the problem. Yes. It's, yes. How, it's, quick. How do you not be blackpilled off of this? I mean, oh, well, I'm not. We're not even done, Jason. <laughs> Because when we come back from the break, I'm actually going to yeah, get into, you mentioned trying to um, uh, create a new voter base. Let's get into that along with the financial strain to Yaku's point that this is really having on the taxpayer and where all this money is, uh, is going. 
So bring liquor for the next few. Yeah. Show blocks. Hey, uh, crew, can we <laughs> no get liquor. some tequila out here. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, Jace Medical. So this past December, drug shortages hit a record high and it caused severe disruptions in medical treatments. I saw this myself when um, my son was very, very sick and I took him into urgent care and they wrote me a prescription and said, well, I'm just going to give it to you on paper rather than sending it into the pharmacy because we can't actually find a pharmacy that has this particular medication. They're out everywhere around here. But good luck to you if you can find it. So look, uh, even drugs as important as an the antibiotic amoxicillin are in short supply right now, along with 294 others. And so doctors are having to make these impossible choices, including choosing which patients are going to be prioritized to receive potentially curative therapy. Don't Put yourself in that position. You need the Jace case. It is a personalized emergency kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. They've even added ivermectin as an option in the Jace case. Oh, wait. I thought that was just a horse pill. No, actually, it turns out it can be very useful for you. So make sure that you are stocked in the event that something terrible happens, in the event that you have a, a medication shortage near you. You don't want your child to come up with a case of strep throat and not be able to treat it, okay? Make sure you've got one. Make sure your family and loved ones are all set with a Jace case of their own, and they can personalize it to their needs with a gift card, okay? So get yours today. You can go to jacemedical.com, enter promo code Sarah at checkout for a discount. That is jasemedical.com, promo code Sarah. Remember uh, when everyone on the left called you crazy when you said they're trying to bring in a new voting block? You said, that's conspiracy theory talk. That's the great replacement theory is conspiratorial, you crazy MAGA right-wing extremists. Well, it's just that places like New York are already doing this in local elections. They are allowing non-citizens to vote in local elections. And now experts are saying that a loophole in Arizona's election procedures may allow non-citizens to cast federal election ballots in the 2024 presidential election. This is Democrat Arizona Secretary of State Adrian Fontes, who crafted the election procedures manual to permit individuals with unverifiable citizenship to register as, quote, federal only voters and participate in federal elections. They can become individuals can become federal only voters, submit that form, the federal voter registration form without proper documentation for citizenship verification. And boom, you're in. Mm -hmm. It's always this been is plan. right. This of course, it's always been the plan. This is happening. As much as they want to claim this is not happening, this absolutely is happening. I mean, hello, are the smoke alarms going off yet? Is this a five alarm fire yet? They are literally trying to create loopholes so that illegal immigrants can vote in federal elections. Before I thought, well, I mean, New York's doing it, but it's local elections and I can't control what New York does in their local elections. This is. We're talking about the presidential election. If you don't think that this is what the whole master plan has been, I don't know what to tell you at this point. What's stupid is it's it's kind of a version of they made a documentary that Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman starred in called Far and Away. Uh, one of the best documentaries documentary. ever. 
Um, but like, remember that it was based off of the, what they were doing, and that was based off of like re, you know real history there in New York, where they would take in the Irish immigrants right off the boat, yeah. and then pull them in, give them a place to live, give them a job, and get them voting. So that the person, the per, but the person that was giving them this was the one running for office. It's exactly the same. That's what's so ridiculous. How the, again we go back to you know you're labeled a far right mm-hmm. or you know an extremist if you point this out. It's so obvious. Right. Or it's, a racist. Or racist. It's like, been done all throughout our history. Right. And no one has agreed with it. But now, well, actually, no one agrees with it unless they're benefiting from it. Right. And they found a great way to benefit it off of it this time. How does this make you feel, Yaku? Uh, as as a as a fifteen years illegal, to become fifteen right. years to become a citizen, close to a hundred thousand dollars, deep in the ninety thousand mm. dollars, legal the legal way, right? Not that I'm advocating that that's necessarily right, but I understand. I come from a country that was apartheid, that still doesn't have free trade with the United States, which means it's one of the most difficult countries in the world to even get a visa. But I'll do it the same, and it should be that way every single time. So no, it's infuriating. But, but to know that it was always the plan, right. what's most infuriating to me is we called it day one. Day one. Yeah. This, is, this is 20-something months ago, two years ago. You call it day one. This is what it is. It looks like a pig. It's a pig. We don't need to investigate. It's a pig. Okay, you can put lipstick on this thing, but I'm telling you this is a pig. And they're going to give them. Now, not just that, we're employing some of them in police forces, giving them a gun. Mm-hmm. Great point. Enforce the law. You think they won't let them vote? They're giving them a weapon. <laughs> Illegals, not vetted. Okay. He was Javier yesterday. He's John Smith today. He was John Smith yesterday. He's Keon tomorrow, right? Pick a name on the border, right? A weapon to enforce the law on other Americans. They're not going to let them vote. It's always been the case because it's the playbook. Right. It's not a playbook that was written in 2020. This playbook is, is a Marxist playbook it is a nationalist playbook it is a an authoritarian playbook of how you break a culture and i said from the beginning their number is 15 million because that four and a half percent illegals crossing in a certain term unvetted toppled london toppled zimbabwe you 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 can look at all the cultures and that was 15 million for us and i think we're at 20 which is why we like, our country will cease to exist as we know it if we aren't serious about mass deportations. It literally is the only way at this point I see this country surviving through all of this because, you know, uh, to your point about the 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 voting aspect, we're also talking about economic ramifications far into the future. Um, let me give you this one. New York City Mayor Eric Adams has launched a $53 million pilot program to distribute prepaid credit cards to (laughs) migrant families staying in the hotels. So they're going to provide the asylum seekers at the Roosevelt Roosevelt Hotel now with city funds for purchasing food. Now, it is a pilot program, so we're going to do 500 migrant families to start in short-term hotel stays, uh, replacing the current food service, and migrants are required to sign an affidavit pledge to spend the funds only on food and baby supplies to remain in the program. So don't worry. The same person who abused their way into the country, came in the country illegally, disrespected our laws enough to come here breaking the law. That person, if they'll sign an affidavit. They're going to super pinky promise. 
Because at first I thought, well, they're going to they're going to pledge by signing their name. But then I heard that it was going to involve the super duper pinky promise. And then I was like, all right, we probably can trust them. That's legit right there. The super duper <laughs> pinky promise. Um, yeah. Give them money. Uh, let them uh, move into your kids schools. Right. Your kids can just learn off the computer at home. Um, move them into all the hotels. You can't stay there. You know, take the tourists out. Everyone knows this is not sustainable. It's absolutely not sustainable. And what's crazy in New York is they're starting to see the ramifications of that. Like I mentioned, this. But what are they doing? Yeah, of course it, they are. It's 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 filthy over there in those hotels. So what are they doing? Throwing more money at them. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm actually surprised they let this go public because usually they talk kind of big. Like he was talking kind of big for a while in city council meetings about oh we've got to do something about this. But on the back end, on the backside. They're just letting them in anyway, because, right. you know, and they're probably directing them to places where, you know, they feel like they might be at risk of turning red at some point. So we'll just like filter them in that way. It's absolutely insane. I don't I tell you what, like I just got finished talking to a lot of Border Patrol people down there. And you talked about mass deportations. It actually absolutely can work. It's happened in the past in, in our country and it went perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. They will tell you down on the border that even the border wall stuff is kind of stupid at this point, mm-hmm. like building more border wall because so little context. And I saw a video on Twitter. It was like those history and, you know, historical videos. And it showed like Texas, you know, being the first state to, you know, put up a border wall by themselves mm-hmm. or something like that. Well, the context on that, and you know, this Yaku is the border wall is already, it's like 75 meters, hundred meters away from the actual border. So by the time they cross the river and come up to that border wall, they're, they're already safe to make their Claim. It's called landed migrant. It's 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 ridiculous. So yeah, you, you have legal status at that point. Legal status as a landed migrant. That is a immigration law. So by the time already. you get to the famous border wall, already it's landed. already over. Yeah, it's over. Wow. They, they get processed, and with and with the, it was different under the uh, Trump administration because they didn't have the catch and release. Yeah. So that is the biggest issue right now is the catch and release. So they get all the way up to the border. They're already fine. They can they make their claim. There's like a decade backlog. I've been told now that we heard like we were shocked by like, oh, it's like three years and then they can, you know, they're supposed to report back in for their case, which usually they never do. Right. Well, now they don't even have a date on most of them because exactly. it's so backlogged. Right. Notice to appear had a date. <laughs> Sarah, here's, here's the deal. A couple things real quick. The money issue. It's been going on since day one. Mm-hmm. Since day one, when we track when we track them in 18 months ago, $200 cash, plane ticket. It's been going. It's leaking out now because, because I think it's another way to appease some of them the bigger story is this. When I was at the Roosevelt, remember I posted that story. They only keep them 72 hours. It's winter in New York right now. New Yorkers, you know, it's cold. 72 hours, now you're out on the street. This is a woman and two little children out on the street. 500 bucks not going to last you very long. Even if you give them 500 bucks. Give them 1,000, right? How long is that going to last you until people are hungry? So crime's going to spike because when people are hungry and they're destitute and they sleep on the on the heat grids in the streets of New York in the subway, now you're taxing the healthcare system, the public services system, the shelter system. And so what are we doing? Oh, all veterans, you go out of assisted living, migrants come in. Right. Turning v- Did you see the VA where they're showing veterans away from the VA? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is already absolutely diabolically dismal. All mm-hmm. right. It's, it's, it's appalling how we treat our veterans. But they let migrants in. So it's not just the money. It's the whole system is stressed to the max. Three billion a year already that we spent on Texas schools yes. alone. Yes. Already. For for illegal. It's been going. This is yes. not new. It yes. was since day one. So New York, just to kind of uh, wrap this up here, and, and it is every 28 days, they refill that prepaid credit card, $1,000 for a family of four um, for them to spend on 
you know, again, the super duper pinky promise, it's just, you know, food or baby supplies. But this follows recent contracts in New York totaling $137 million with city hotels to provide over 750 rooms for the asylum seekers as the city houses more than 66,000 individuals and a amid a crisis estimated to cost $10 billion through 2025. New York. That's New York. By the way, when you go there, when you go to the Roosevelt, right? It's not just the Roosevelt because I was there, right. right? It's all the restaurants on the block are only for migrants. The laundromat, only for migrants. Americans that live, because you know, in New York, every 10 blocks, the city repeats itself. Every 10 blocks is a coffee shop and a laundromat and a donut shop. I mean, that's New York, right? Well, you live in that vicinity. Sorry. Your life is altered forever. You now go four blocks down to go wash your laundry or go do what you do, your breakfast or whatever. They don't care. It's at, it's at the, the peril of the American citizen. It's not just the hotel. It's the, the whole ecosystem is impacted. Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned those numbers. And, uh, you know, if you live in New York and you hate this, don't worry about it. You know, if you're worried about it, because if this new bill passes, you get subsidized with even more money to continue those practices. Exactly. <laughs> Which is why it's so freaking frustrating when I'm like, it's like, this is not a border security bill. This is a, we're going to take more taxpayer money to throw more money at the problem and pretend like that's going to solve it. It's not, it's just going to keep getting worse and they're going to run out of money because we're already giving them all of it. While codifying thousands more daily yes. to come in. Yes. Now they're buying time. They're <sighs> buying time to the election. They're buying votes. This is a vote purchasing program is what it is. Yeah, you're right. Uh, all right. When we come back, you guys are going to be shocked to hear that the New York Times is actually sounding the alarms on gender-affirming care for children. Maybe they listened to this show for once in their lives and realized there was a problem because we've been talking about that for a while. We'll get into that when we return. Let's switch gears here and talk about... Uh, the New York Times latest opinion piece on gender affirming care for children. Now, I want to warn YouTubers, if you guys are watching this. I have absolutely no idea how far we're going to get uh, before you get dropped there. So you can always check out the full episode over at blazetv.com uh, or the audio podcast. So New York Times, of all places, a piece by Pamela Paul, writer Pamela Paul, warning about the potential dangers of gender-affirming care for children. Now, it talks a lot about detransitioners, of course, people who once identified as transgender but later regretted the procedures and drugs and oftentimes sterilization used in their transition. And, you know, it turns out they can't get that back. So transgender activists are criticized in this piece for promoting ideological extremism, stifling opposition to potentially disruptive treatments. And the op-ed actually mentions a study from the Archives of Sexual Behaviors indicating that 39% of young detransitioners believed gender dysphoria expressed other problems and 55% felt they were not adequately evaluated before transitioning. This is the New York Times who are now putting out alarm bells about the dangers. Too late. I agree. The dangers of transitioning, of gender affirming care. No. You know sorry, what? I'm sorry, I got to. You know what pisses me off about this is there's going to be all these outlets and people coming out of the woodwork 
that are now trying to absolve yes. themselves. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, once we Always found out, yes. that does not excuse the entire generation that you destroyed. Yep. You pushed for it. You are guilty. You will always be guilty. And there's no digging yourself out of this hole. None. Which, which, which again, I mean, think I about, think about how preposterous it is that I had to warn people. I don't know when we're going to lose you on YouTube because I can't even talk about this. You can't yeah. even talk about this. You can't have the conversation about saying, hey, a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl and you there are serious ramifications if you try to change what God designed. We can't even have that conversation here. How, how is that article any different from what we've said on this show? It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's, but it's it just not, didn't take not, us yeah, all this time to recognize what should be common sense for all of these people. But no, they were too scared to go against the grain. They were too scared to be called transphobe. They were too scared to be called a mean name. And so they said, no, absolutely. We should just affirm this delusion. Now, all of a sudden, they want some sort of grace. I, 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 I'm not opposing what you're saying. I'm affirming what you're saying, but I want to take an angle. No, they were not scared. You don't think? Nope. They accomplished their goal. This is post-goal. And now that they've accomplished their goal, they'll let an article like this go out to say, see, we're against it too, to Jason's point, and throw us some favor here. You get no favor. You did this. They broke a generation. They broke Gen Z successfully. Mm-hmm. Successfully. Right. They bro- the, and and they, they accomplished the goal. They cut the breast off of 12-year-old girls that can never get it back. They've got, what now, 60% of college students questioning whether they're male, female. They accomplished their goal. To now write one article to say, send a little love our way, because you know what? We think this may be a bad idea, okay? Too late, minute late, dollar short. They should be out in front of a tribunal. Yeah. All right, but yeah. they accomplished their goal. Gen Z, and, and I say it, I said it before, the same kid that was told you can pick your gender and tuck your willy and do what you want to do and whatever, that kid was 15 in the middle of COVID and all the craziness, that kid votes in this presidential election. Yeah, the, so all, all the data is starting to come out now. Right. Now they have years and years and years of data of doing all this stupid crap. And now they're worried about lawsuits. That, that, that's all it is. Cover their backside. They're going to be like, oh, you know, we didn't know the data, even though it's like, as you said, it's common freaking sense. Right. But all, you know, the data is not, now the data is out. So now we're coming out on the data. But as you, to Yaku's point, the damage is done. Mm-hmm. You got what you wanted. Somehow you're going to have to be Not just here, Jason. They did that to the world. I'm sitting in yes. a cab and a cab driver saying, you guys have to fix this. And I said, what's your name, sir? And his name is John. And he goes... Our kids in our school follow your kids. Our woke culture, and I go, hey, you guys, you guys did this too. The EU and you pushed all this on us. But he's got a point though. The harm we do here f- from a moral perspective in America, when we get prayer out of schools, when we topple statues, when we urinate literally on our constitution, you might as well or set it on fire. You cut the breast of kids. The whole world goes, hey, it's licensed to kill. It's license to go. America lost its mind. This is the hour. Come with the hour. Come with the man. Let's go. And so it's not just here. It's like Anthony Fauci. You know, that dude is accountable to every country, mm-hmm. not just our country, for what he did in COVID, him and the China virus, right? And it, so it, it, the damage is so astronomical. Look at our birthright. Look at what they've done to our birthright. 
we're in a 1.7. We're in a decline that you that you technically they've not seen a society climb out of. Yeah. You, you don't other than the, the Jews literally birthing themselves into existence, right? The, the damage is astronomical. Yeah. Birth rate. So for the first time ever, the right. immigrants have outnumbered the birth, the U.S. birth rate. For a year. Is that for the first time? Ever. I believe. Ever. No, that wasn't all part of the plan. Come on, guys. That's conspiratorial, except it's actually happening. We'll be right back. Watch for the uh, Democrats to shift their narrative on the border just in time for the election. Just like Al Sharpton here. Watch. But the border, I mean, we're looking every day at the invasion of migrants and they're playing a time game with politics on this. Couldn't that pressure put to bear in their home states? (laughs) There's an invasion. Even now. Wow, when something that's so commonsensical, even Al Sharpton, the biggest dumbass in the universe, can understand it. The black black community is getting pissed. I know. As well they should. As well they should. Uh, so be prepared to hear more of that. Finally, we can call it an invasion now, guys. We hadn't been able to for the longest time. There was no crisis. Now there's a crisis. Remember what we said. No. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.